Lucas on Life. Hello, welcome to Lucas on Life. I'm Jeff Lucas. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. This week, I'd like to think about a sport that many of us Christians engage in and we really shouldn't, and that is wrestling. Wrestling, in this case, with the grace of God. Wrestling is a much-loved sport in my family. Back in the mid-1960s England, save earthquake, flood or apocalypse, my Aunt Hetty would be found in her usual place every week, ensconced in a plump couch in front of the TV, watching the Saturday afternoon wrestling. Rotund, massive chaps with exotic names such as Big Daddy, Jackie Palo and Mick McManus, some of whom apparently trained by eating way too many cheeseburgers, would whip the blood-hungry crowd into a frenzy. They would then grapple and grunt and tumble and twist their way to victory. Some were quite literally larger than life, such as the Goliath-like giant haystacks, which I suspect was not actually the name his mother gave him. Just an inch under seven feet tall, this bearded behemoth weighed in at no less than 670 pounds. The classic bad guy who everyone loved to hate, Giant Haystacks, was actually a devout Christian who refused to wrestle on Sundays. Perhaps they called him Brother Haystacks in his church. No matter that the wrestling was rather obviously choreographed, Britain lapped it up back then. A considerable lady herself, my Aunt Hetty, would park herself in front of the black and white TV screen, hugging a cup of hot tea the size of a chamber pot. Beside her sat Uncle John, a rather small and therefore nervous man. Before long, she would start yelling at the screen, and poor Uncle John would tremble, fearing that he himself might end up in a half-Nelson. The aim of the game was to get your rival to submit, which was achieved by tying their limbs up in what looked like a reef knot. Jackie Pallow's party trick was to yell, "'Give in, you fool!' at opponents who resisted a submission hold. Wrestling strangely, is an activity found in the big story of Scripture, and throughout history, human beings have consistently tried to take on the biggest daddy of them all, God. And sometimes what we do is we wrestle with the grace of God. He says, you're forgiven, and we say, you can't do that. Wrestling with the God of grace here on Lucas on Life. Maybe strange-sounding subject, wrestling with the God of grace. His name is Patrick Hutchinson, a father and grandfather. I rather suspect that he's often at a local gym because he's got huge, muscly arms with veins that stand out. Until just a few weeks ago, he was a man renowned for kindness to his friends and family, but unknown to the wider world. And then a photographer captured a shot of him, a black man carrying a white, seemingly drunken and allegedly far-right protester to safety as anger boiled over in the streets of London. I was just thinking of a human being on the floor, said Patrick later, seemingly just a little embarrassed by all the praise that he's received. I scooped him up into a fireman's carry and marched him out. The photograph of the two is utterly captivating. I hope you've seen it. It's just possible that moments earlier, the rescued man would have been screaming racist vitriol. There's no actual evidence of that, but he was part of this right-wing protest. 
Our hearts were warmed with a surprising portrait of humanity at its best, kindness in the midst of rage, an act of selflessness as Patrick risked his own safety to help someone from the other side of such a great gulf. A courageous good Samaritan he was. But then I looked again, this time at the face of the man carried. His expression is a mixture of fear, incredulity and embarrassment. He knows, surely, that he was quite close to death and helpless before it until this huge stranger plucked him up. A part of him seems to want to scream that he wants to be put down to be relieved of his rescuer. Surely glad to be alive, his mind nevertheless reels because as he rides the shoulder of a man that he would categorise as an enemy, his paradigm of prejudice was undone. He is both dazed and confused by grace. As I reflected on that photograph, I spotted Jesus in the snapshot because all power and might are his, all authority in heaven and on earth belong to him, unfathomable cosmic muscle. But in him, Jesus, is strength tempered by loving kindness, restraint in the face of rejection. The fiery zealousness of James and John, who put in a request to nuke a Samaritan village, was met with a rebuke from Jesus. A nation, Israel, wants the kingdom to be restored to them. The hated Roman oppressors kicked out for good. Instead, the suffering servant humbles himself to death and trudges the awful pathway to the cross. And then, as I looked even closer at the photograph, I was staggered to find myself in that poignant image. You see, as a teenager, I mocked Jesus' name and taunted his people because they trusted him. I was on the other side. Then, out of the blue, he came and picked me up. But then, like Jacob wrestling with God, how often I still struggle, wrestle in his embrace. Discovering that there's nothing that I could ever do to earn his love, I'm both grateful and bewildered by my poverty, so I shrink back, clutching my failures and sins close to my chest, nervous to accept his outrageous grace. I'm like Peter, who protested when Jesus came with that bowl and towel to wash those filthy feet, only to be told that if you want to be close to Jesus, you just have to allow him to save you, rescue you, clean you up. That's the deal. I'm like the returning prodigal, the stench of the piggery still upon me, thrilled but confused by his welcome hug and kiss. I protest. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But he ignores my complaint. Has the band strike up and the barbecue fired up? We're grateful, Mr. Hutchinson, that you passed through the madding crowd to rescue. And as we celebrate the one who left the 99 in search of us and took the trek from heaven's throne to Calvary's hill, let's not only rest in the arms of his grace and stop wrestling with that grace, but pass some of that grace around today. Hi, I'm Sam Hales. If you're enjoying Lucas on Life, you'll love the Profile podcast. Every week, we sit down with a leading Christian to find out more about their life, faith, and testimony. Here's Joyce Mayer. Anything that we give up for God, He gives it back to us multiplied so many, many times over. I encourage anybody to make whatever sacrifices they need to to be in the perfect will of God because there's no better place to be. Listen to the full interview with Joyce Mayer now on the Profile podcast. Just search for The Profile wherever you get your podcasts from or visit premierchristianradio.com forward slash The Profile.
How many of us as followers of Jesus truly live in freedom or do we wrestle with the God of grace? I mentioned him earlier, Jacob's a famous wrestler who began his wrestling career early with an in-womb struggle with his brother Esau. But his most famous bout was with the Lord himself in an all-nighter when he insisted, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Their ensuing wrestling match led to a thigh strain and a lifelong limp. And throughout her history, Israel resisted, struggled, disobeyed and fought against the loving purposes of God for her, causing him to complain, my people wouldn't listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. But wrestling didn't just happen because of disobedience. Many times, human beings grapple with God, not because he was asking them to do something especially difficult, but because they resisted his wonderful grace. They felt that his news to them was just too good to be true. Moses, he was called to an astounding destiny and stammered that he wasn't up to the job. Trembling Gideon was told that he was a mighty warrior and a protracted argument began. Most of our fights seem to be with God's scandalous forgiveness, his outrageous grace. We argue and struggle wanting to pay like the protesting prodigal son squirming in his father's embrace. Ironically, when we resist God's forgiveness, we seem to insist that our authority is higher than his. We claim that we're not worthy. He says we've been made worthy. We're arguing. C.S. Lewis calls us away from resisting or wrestling with God, especially when he comes with grace and good news. Lewis said, I think that if God forgives us, we must forgive ourselves. Otherwise, it's almost like setting up ourselves as a higher tribunal than him. In the early days of my Christian life, I spent quite a lot of time wrestling with grace, which meant that the good news became less than good. When we live like that, we turn Jacob's original wrestling plea inside out. And instead of saying, I will not let you go until you bless me, we say, I will not let you bless me, let me go. We need to hear Mr. Jackie Palo's words that I mentioned earlier in the show and yield to the outrageous grace of God, for peace can only come when we surrender to his love. Remember, Mr. Palo said, give in, you fool. Now, sometimes before we finish the show, let's recognize that that can be easier said than done. Perhaps these words of an old hymn are familiar. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Ere since by faith I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. Those words were penned by William Cowper, one of the greatest poets and hymn writers of the 18th century. But Cowper, who wrote that classic hymn, was cursed with a weak conscience, and he never felt that he'd lost all his own guilty stains. He was racked by terrible periods of depression that drove him to attempt suicide. He was convinced that he could never be forgiven for his own iniquities and called himself damned beyond Judas. Even Cowper's close friend, John Newton, writer of Amazing Grace, was unable to assure him that he was saved. As a result, tragically, he did not die with love as his recurring theme. 
he died believing that he was beyond forgiveness. His tragic example really must challenge and perhaps in a strange way comfort us all. Grace is not just something to be believed in. Grace is not just something to sing about. Grace is not even just something to celebrate. Amazing grace. Grace is something for us to experience each and every day. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's outrageous. Let's, with God's help, stop the wrestling. Hi, I'm Sam Hales. If you're enjoying Lucas on Life, you'll love the Profile Podcast. Every week, we sit down with a leading Christian to find out more about their life, faith, and testimony. Here's Justin Welby. Part of my daily prayer discipline is praying in tongues every day, and not as a sort of occasional thing, but as just part of daily prayer. Listen to the full interview with Justin Welby now on The Profile Podcast. Just search for The Profile wherever you get your podcast from or visit premierchristianradio.com forward slash The Profile. Godfrey Bertel with Outrageous Grace, a song that I've actually got a connection with. I was speaking at a conference and Godfrey was there. And during the sermon, I coined the phrase outrageous grace, and it seemed to connect with Godfrey's heart and mind. And he went off and, and wrote that song, which is one of my favorites, not just lyrically, but because of the truth that it proclaims. Actually, Godfrey got into quite a lot of trouble with some Christians because he used the term outrageous. They said, you can't say that about grace. But actually, I stand by that truth. Grace is scandalous. It is outrageous. It is an offence to human pride. It really is amazing. Perhaps there have been issues that I've talked about this evening that have prompted you to want to talk to somebody, perhaps about shame that you feel in an ongoing way, shame that really seems to shroud you and bring great sadness. You can call the Premier Helpline right now on 0300 triple one oh one oh one that's oh three hundred triple one oh one oh one my prayer for you my prayer for us is this let's be enabled to stop that wrestling lord by your grace may we be enabled to stop the wrestling amen lucas on life 